Six Feats Under is made possible thanks to our generous Patreon donors. This episode is brought to you by Magmetheus. You can find out more at patreon.com feats. An excerpt from Carnival of Rust by Poets of the Fall. Do you breathe the name of your savior in your hour of need? And taste the blame if the flavor should remind you of greed, of implication, insinuation, and ill will till you cannot let it still. In all this turmoil, before red cape and foil come closing in for the kill. Bola is dead. I mean, that whole situation wrapped up pretty nicely, if you ask me. I mean, I didn't even have to go in the city. Not that I have any problem with that specific city or anything. Look, I'm not a big hero like you, okay? I have nothing special! I don't want to keep going if I don't know what I'm doing. And I want to do something right and prove that I'm not going to destroy the world just by existing in it. I understand that this was not easy to do, but you can't blame yourself for his death, okay? You're going down a dark path. Everyone, look. Every single living person on the planet is like a star. Every single one is completely unique. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some are brighter, some are dimmer. But they're all stars. And you have the audacity to tell me that you're not special. Is being special just being the few people who magically get to decide that we're the ones who make a difference? I learned that if people don't have a guardian, they will find one when they need one. I don't want to have that pressure. I don't want to be that person. Everyone looking at me like I'm... Like you're what? A walking apocalypse? Yeah, that. Thank you. You're welcome. Somebody said it now. You can stop hiding it. I want to go home, Pop-Tart. I really want to go home. I miss feeling like we're normal. You know? We were never normal. We both know that we were never normal. That's what makes us great. Everyone feel free to write a new bond with everyone else in the party or change an existing one. I'm going to let Pop-Tart help me. I'm really scared of Pan's strength right now, because he threw me. Pop-Tart saved my life, and then Pop-Tart could write, I saved Yuria's life. Pop-Tart gives me hope for the future. I fulfilled my promise to Flapjack. The dog sees who I truly am inside. I gave Harbinger pawn slime, and now they're trapped in my head. Okay. Neither of us saw this coming. I don't know how to help with Pan, and I'm terrified of his inner demons. I just don't understand, Yuria. I saw the Harbinger's face. I know the doom that awaits Pan, but I cannot bring myself to tell them. They're lying to me. I believe Pan is as much of a guardian as me. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We're back to Fellowship with our regular crew, 
So say hello, Pan. Hi. Say hello, Yuria. Hello. Say hello, Harbinger. Hello. <laughs> say hi, Pop-Tart. Hello. So where we last left off, we all went to bed after a very emotional night. And now it's the next morning. Who here's a morning person? Like, who gets up early? Me. That makes sense. And by extension of me waking up early, Pan is waking up early. Mm-hmm. Because he promised me cake for breakfast. All right, yeah. So I guess we're off in Kringles. Donuts aren't cake. I feel lied to. But no, they all the baking stuff is in Kringles. Okay. So as you're making cake, and I assume Yuria and Harbinger are still asleep, uh, there's a beep beep. Beep beep. Uh, huh, huh. Beep beep. Ma ba manana. Yeah, slams in alarm clock. <laughs> it wasn't your alarm clock, so your alarm clock actually starts. Ah! What? What? What's the beeping? <laughs> it's coming from outside the pumpkin patch. Why are the beeps? Shoot it! Beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> there are guns on this ship. This is so much to handle first thing in the morning. It's too it's early. It's too for early for this. Um, I'm going to jump onto like the the main column of the ship and just okay. look. There's a there's a lady you recognize from yesterday, Duchess Callie, with her braided hair and her flowing dress, and she is sitting in an automobile with the driver next to her. I'm gonna jump on the hood and like go back to Pop Tart size. Hello. Weird dog has the car and the flamethrower sights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's harsh first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's too early for it. It is too early. I'm going to remove the problem. Uh, so she jumps a bit when Pop-Tart suddenly lands on the hood of the car. But she instantly, instantly regains her composure to say, Hello again, Pop-Tart. Hello. I'm here for the heroes who stopped Bola. The king wishes to reward you. Which one? There's four of us. All of you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm good. I mean, did you land on the hood of the car too? Because that would probably cause significantly more of a dent. Yeah, I can be that small. Would cause problems. Oh, yeah, Pan can shrink inside. He was in my pocket last. He was in my pocket yesterday. Yeah, good point. We had a big emotional conversation about it. <laughs> How long does it take for the elf to regain their composure after Pan grows up from being super small? <laughs> she doesn't lose her composure at this because dragons can do anything. I love how you just assume that this happens. <laughs> I mean, you started talking. Which it did now. Hey, Occam's Razor says that you were tiny and in a pocket. Yep. Don't blame me. Yep. Blame Occam. Now you're in the way of dog's shot. That, that, that's okay, Pan will get hit by the fire and it'll be fine. It'll be like a nice massage first thing in the morning. You're fireproof and you're made of water, so I still have a clear shot. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm just gonna look at Pan and be like, should we get, should we wake up the others? We don't n need to. <laughs> king Nico requests your attendance. A request from ne the king is not a request. Then why call it one? To be nice. She says with a smile that is very fake and plastic. Why be nice? 
I guess, like, rise up on the automobile hood between the two of them. She leans back in her seat very far. The plastic smile doesn't go away. Is there food? There will be food. Okay. I don't want to cook. You promised me! We can do that later. Will there be cake? There can be cake. Are we allowed to eat it? There are promises that were made that must be fulfilled. You are heroes and will be treated as such. Oh, wretched. You two stay out here. I'm gonna go get Yuria. I'm just gonna hop to the top of her her little pod and is there like a like a a hatch or like a trapdoor or something like that in the top? I mean maybe. Like can you get basically can you get in from the outside? Well how I was thinking was um they all have like three doors on the well two doors on the side for the pods because they each connect the two catwalks. Yeah. So you can get in from the sides that way even if it's floating in the air. That's uh, true. There's probably like a a repair hatch in the top that you could get into because you got to connect all the pipe work for the steam stuff. But okay, that that's what I was wondering. I'm gonna open that and drop drop down right on Yuria. Yeah. Yuria's been awake for a little bit. Uh, right now she's trying to attach her arm. Uh, she disattaches her arm at bedtime. So yeah, she's kind of in the process of that. You jumped on her. Hi, Pop Tart. Hi, hi. Need need a hand? Uh, <laughs> really? <sighs> uh, yeah, just just flip, just flip those switches over there. It'll attach. Uh, what's going on up there? There's a lady in a beeper. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of beeping thing. Sounds primitive. She smiles a lot. A beep dog. Yeah, beep dog. Beep bear. She she's beeping at us, and she wants us to go meet the king. Ah. <sighs> We can't really turn it down, can we? All right. While while Pop Tart is saying these things, they're just picking up like random things from on the floor, like hoping that they're the things that Yuria needs to like get up and out of bed for the day. So you know, currently there's like a mess of like bolts on Yuria's chest and like a fidget spinner or something like that. <laughs> probably picked up like five of her vape cartridges as well. So yeah, she's prepared. I should probably put on some more suitable attire. Uh. What, your all-denim nightgown isn't suitable enough for the king? <laughs> your denim onesie? Nightgown? <laughs> With, like, extra ears on top of the ears? <sighs> that Flapjack actually gave you a denim and flannel bear onesie as a parting gift from Longdale. It's not a bad idea. That's that's actually good. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you know I would wear that. That's, that's adorable. So, at this point, I'm just gonna, like, go you know, tiny froggy size and just jump up and down on Yuria's head until she gets up. I'm up, I'm up. Okay, let's go, let's go. I want to have a meanwhile scene and I was going to ask Clove exactly what's going on because what happens when Harbinger wakes up before, let's say 1pm? There's just a pulpable cloud of purple misery surrounding them. Oh. Oh, good. Menacing kanji are floating in the air around them. I was kind of picturing that they were, like, slightly deflated. No, they're hun- they're hunched over and filled to the brim with malice. Should we stop off at Kringle's and get them a donut and some coffee? It would probably just- when you hand it to Harbinger, it would probably just be separated into component baking ingredients and fall to the ground. Rude. Just like a- 
Hey, free eggs! Yeah. You'd be great at separating egg whites. So let's do this meanwhile scene. So she's intimidated by this giant dragon man and this actual menacing aura wizard. What does she think the deal with the wizard is? Uh, I assume... Does she think that it's just because they had to wake up too early, which is the case? Absolutely not. She assumes that this is just what you're always like. Perfect. That's That's probably ideal. So she's going to get out of the car and she's going to open the back door to let you guys in. And it's one of those, like... It's like a Ford Model T-alike car, except, like, mostly made of wood and such. So there's only, like, two seats in the back that all four of you are going to be kind of squeezing into. Radical. Can we just... We have a ship. Can we just fly? I don't think we're that far away, are we? Yeah, I'd rather not have my ship be shot down. Your ship is actually kind of too big. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, but now we have to roleplay a scene of Pan and Harbinger squeezed into a tight backseat together after the conversation they had last night, so... Oh, no, you're on my lap. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's like, you don't have to do that. Pan can change size at will. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) We can both Pop-Tart and Pan are tiny and Inuria and Harbinger's laps. Oh my god, we have dolls of ourselves. I'm I'm still hopping up and down on Inuria's head, not because I wanted to wake up anymore, just because I think it's fun. (laughs) We actually, like, have a little booster seat for Pan. That she just, like, had it lying around for her child. It's like, she does not have a booster seat in this car. Those oh. are not an invention. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I thought the elven state would value childcare. No. They don't. Fuck your babies. <laughs> I will not. The menacing purple fog is starting to pool in the car and spill up and fill around your ankles. She is very tense as she gets back into the shotgun seat of if the car. If you don't pay enough attention, it may feel as though something is nipping at your knees. Hey, don't worry about the purple mist. And Yuria just starts vaping and blowing out a lot of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. She rolls down all the windows. <laughs> oh, this car must look badass. Why does your breath smell like peppermint? Uh, um, don't worry about it. Because flavored vape smoke is very hip. <laughs> No, I'm just going to choose to believe that red pandas can choose what flavor their breath is. <laughs> I mean, Yuria specifically can. Onto the list of things Pop-Tart knows. Like, I 100% believe that just, sometimes Yuria just wants to taste like cinnamon. Alright, things Pop-Tart know. Pandas can change their flavor. While this is happening, I'm subtly like attempting to like lick a part of Yuria's body where she won't notice to see if the rest of her tastes of peppermint. Ah! And, like, I'm a tiny frog right now as well, so this'll be sticky. So you're all in the car now, right? Yeah. With with Pan in Harbinger's lap and Pop-Tart on Yuria's head. I'm, I'm on Yuria's everything at the moment. <laughs> it's very strange to me that you would choose to sit in my lap after the encounter we had just last evening. Hey, safety first. You have plenty of seatbelts. <laughs> I can't argue with that. (laughs) And I'll just, like, unspool one of these many belts and buckle it securely around Pan, I guess. I guess that's just (laughs) what's happening now. Harbinger, designed by Tetsuya Nomura. Yuria is just staring at this right now. While being licked by frog. Yes, you don't really have room to talk while you're being licked by a frog. 
And as you're you're going through this, the driver backs up, turns the car around, and heads, drives towards the city, Lindora. At twice the legal limit. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> yeah, it's going a bit fast. Yeah, I could go faster. Which one of us is most alarming to the driver right now? Oh, that's a good question. Probably you. <laughs> the shape-shifting dragon man is a close second. It kind of loses impact when you're a shape-shifting dragon wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, Duchess Callie is turning up the radio so she can ignore you. Gnome, tell us about what the latest hits are in the Elven Kingdom on the radio. It's Elven singing sensation, the Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bjork. We will not have the license for Bjork. You're right, it's not Bjork, it's THE Bjork. <laughs> Got it. So, you're driving through town. Are we there yet? There are a lot of people watching the car pass. Pop-Tart, you get a couple waves from people. Hello! And then, if you guys aren't gonna do anything, except like maybe talk a bit, we'll make our way up to the King's Tower. I am merely festering in the back seat. The mood in the car is probably incredibly awkward right now. Did any of us get dressed this morning? I did. No. I didn't. I imagine we all did as a matter of principle. I fell asleep in my clothes. If Pan didn't, though, that's very funny. I'm not if sure- If anyone would like to be nude in this scene, please say so now. I- I am going to say that no, the child is not nude. Pop-Tart <laughs> sleeps in their clothes. They're kind of gross. Yeah, Pop-Tart has, like, the one raincoat. And it's covered in water and slime all of the time anyway. It's not getting more gross just because you slept in it. Well, I'm going to state that I don't think Pan ever changed out of his pajamas. So what are your pajamas like as we're going to meet the king? I want to say it's just like a nightgown situation with like, that it doesn't quite go down as far as it should. Okay. Oh, Good. I was gonna, I was gonna say please be wearing a frog onesie that Pop-Tart gifted you at one point. Well, there might be, like, a frog applique on the front. It's got, like, froggy faces, like, in a repeating pattern. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly that. So we get to the front door of this massive tower. It's it's huge. It's put, It puts the pumpkin patch to shame. Like, you could have flown the pumpkin, pumpkin patch here if they would let you land on the top of this tower, but they probably would not. Oh, they seem bigger. Trying, they're trying to show me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Uh, they're trying to show everyone up. This tower is the single largest machine on the planet. It's not that big. And you can visibly see that it is always under construction. There are new bits being built off the side, off the top. It is slowly growing more and more every day. Just like all of us when you think about it. Yeah, it's really poetic. Makes you think, huh? I'm pretty sure this is the largest I'll be. Thanks. Same. That's not what I meant. I was speaking in more philosophical terms about the growth of your soul. After that awkward silence... This is a slow elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mass yeah. Effect elevator. You're all in this fairly large elevator that's right in the center of the tower and just goes all the way up, and it's... It's got glass walls around it, so you can be impressed by all the things around you. Like the Tinker's Workshop and all this stuff that you pass. Just some light elevator music. 
some light ele- music, elevator music playing as you literally watch giant weapons of war being built in front of you. So, Pop-Tarts are their normal size now and looking kind of, not sullen, but you know, pensive and just sort of looks up to Pan and says, What does a king even do? Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, Pan, what does a king do? Well, political theory isn't my area of knowledge. Hang on, hang on. Can I make a quick, just a real quick suggestion for you? I think that Pan's knowledge of royalty probably comes entirely from Steam Bosom, so you should probably just describe how the king works in Steam Bosom. Yeah, I was about to. <laughs> oh, nice synchronicity. His only point of reference for this is uh, historical fiction, so even then, it's like the dynasty warriors to this romance of the three kingdoms. <laughs> for all this you know, this is gonna knows, be a good explanation. <laughs> Kings just miraculously survive until they're dramatically killed by arrows or poison or both. Is that the explanation you're going to give Pop-Tart? I find that kings are especially vulnerable to ear poison. Goddammit. <sighs> Don't goddammit me, that was a high-grade philosophical intellectual type reference. This elevator is so long. You say as the doors open up and you are in the king's grand hall. So what was the answer to the question? Because Pan never actually said anything in character. I don't think heroes like them very much, usually. What are they supposed to do? Take money? Why? To build big things. Why? To show how big they are. Alright, and I think that's where we'll cut to. And then the elevator doors open up. So you get to this grand hall, there is a massive table, there's a bunch of breakfast food for you spread out, you know, breakfast things like whole cooked turkeys and, you know, everything. Pudding. Just the pudding trench running down the length of the table. (laughs) I'm gonna swim in the pudding trench? Yuria grabs you as you hop towards the pudding trench. Aww. Do elf cookbooks have a lot of jello and mayonnaise? (laughs) Because that's what the phrase pudding trench implies to me. Jesus Christ, that sounds horrible. Welcome to the Golden Corral, the King's Golden Corral. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Well, that is now canonically the name of this court. It is the Golden Corral, and we can't change anything about that. But again, it's spelled with two G's and two C's to avoid legal action. Welcome to the Golden Hall. Mm -hmm. You may help yourself to as much food as you'd like. The king is sitting at the other end of the room in a massive chair, and he makes a gesture towards the table. Welcome, heroes. Thank you for saving my city. I think Harbinger is going to loiter at the far end of the table from the king, and you're never going to see it, but food is going to disappear near them. You're just going to devour an entire turkey all by herself. I'm going to swim around in the punch bowl. (sighs) Yeah, with Yuria distracted, no one can stop you. I mean, I should, but I'm tired. (laughs) <laughs> you should, but you won't. I don't have the energy for it right now. They're like a coffee thing. There's there, totally is, coffee. Is there like a decanter? I'm gonna go for that. Sure. Hey, Pop-Tart! Hi? Yes? Hi. Pop-Tart, I tell you to drink all the coffee! Pan, am I allowed coffee? Jesus God, no. <laughs> Do you like coffee? No, I'm, you what don't. What coffee? You don't like it. Have you not had coffee before? No. It's hate water. Okay, Gross. I don't want it. Yeah. Okay, phew, problem solved. Pour a very, very small teacup. And like, it's half coffee, half milk. 
and like four blocks of sugar. I'm taking cover on the other side of the table. I'm just gonna kind of. Okay, so this isn't how I drink coffee, but you might like it. He just slowly pushes this teacup in the direction of Pop Tart. I'm gonna and just rests his chin on his hands and smiles. I'm I'm just gonna like down the whole thing like a shot. <laughs> I imagine that's how Pop-Tart eats most food and drink. They just shove it in their big frog mouth and it's gone. But they held their pinky out while drinking it too. Oh, of course. You gotta have some culture. We're not uncivilized. And I'm gonna just think about it for a second and blink and say, This tastes like how Harbinger acts. Oh, that's... You're so very sweet. But bitter at the same time. Ain't very that. bittersweet. <laughs> It's a real nuanced flavor. I feel like this been, this has been sitting out for a while. So as you're eating, the king has been giving a speech, but it's like too quiet for you guys to hear over your, your antics. Also, I don't care. Is it too quiet or is the fucking breakfast table too long and we're three and a half miles away from the king? <laughs> yeah, we're like 3,000 feet away and also I don't care. I have this coffee. Yeah, it's like a 30 foot long table and you guys are at the other end. Here you go, pulls out our binoculars. Um, see, just a little opera binoculars. <laughs> he's actually as tall as Pan. Like he's big. You can you can see him, and he, you can hear him, but you can't understand him over, say, Yuri downing a turkey. Mm, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're finishing up your food, you can finally understand him a bit, and he gets up and he offers you an opportunity. Heroes like you don't come along every day. Were it not for you, that bee monster would have caused us uncountable harm. So I'm here to offer you as much as I can. What would you each like? More bees. What? No. Oh. But like normal bees. I do not have bees. Why, Why do you want bees? I want honey. What, what, are you going to set up an apiary in bedding, bathing, and beyonding? Absolutely. Yeah, as okay. the captain of the ship, no. It doubles as a defense system. <laughs> We've kind of had a bad couple of days when it comes to bees, maybe... If I can't have a robot bee. <laughs> maybe let's not revisit that trauma for a little bit. Maybe chill. Heroes, may you tell me your names? No. Well, that seems rude. I'm Yuria. Hi. I'm Friar Pan of St. Madeline's Monastery in the Northern Tartland. And this is Blanket. And this is the frog. This is Pop-Tart. Yeah, that one. This entire time I've just been looking at the king with like a very grumpy face. He looks pretty grumpy when he says your name also. Also, how did he know your name? That's... I kind of incited a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Pop-Tart did some things last time. You may have forgotten. I started a socialist revolution. <laughs> he kind of knows who I am. Did I even... Did even notice? She was kind of... Probably not. No. So I don't think anybody here actually knows why the king is so pissed off at Pop-Tart. Or how he knows you, yeah. Yeah. Because the Duchess would have told him everything. Oh, I was just assuming that, like, oh, yeah, the Pop-Tart is a major trading vein through this part of oh, the... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
This story is supposedly the first time Pop-Tarts left the Tartland, except for the halfling party. Yep. Pop-Tart only leaves the Tartland to go party. I'm just glaring at this elf. He's going to ignore you as much as possible, Pop-Tart, and turn back to Pan. Well, Pan, your strength is commendable. I have seen nothing like it other than from my great war machines. Would you like to be a general? <laughs> I shall offer you a position on the Eastern Front against the Stone Skins. <laughs> He's doing his best not to start laughing. It, it sounds like it's not working. <laughs> what? No. I mean, no, sir. No. That sounds bad. As much as I love to fight and kill things... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Pan! No, that I'm saying that's what you're saying sarcastically, because that's the opposite of what you want to do. Oh, thank you. Being very considerate of my feelings. So I will not shut up. Furthermore, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Please, watch your tongue in my court. I'm sorry, but I've been alerted to your subsufficient healthcare system for children in this country, and I have a beautiful <laughs> young child that I need to t- <laughs> I need to take uh, care of. I have a baby, thank you, sir. Did um did we ever establish if uh, Pop Tart's froggy powers extend to having a froggy tongue? Yes, we did. I think we said you did. You just haven't used it yet. Okay, so as he says, watch your tongue in my car, I'm just gonna reach it out and, like, grab a wine glass from a- across the room or something. Maybe I just watch it's horrified. It's yours now. It, it, it's mine now. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill it with some more coffee. But, like, Pan isn't here to make it child safe for me, so it's just, like, oh, no. a wine glass full of black coffee. <laughs> like, black <laughs> cold brew... Oh, black no. cold brew coffee that's been sitting there for about an hour. Y'all... Yep. If you excuse me, my child is waiting for me. No, I'm not. Oh, no. The, <laughs> I was talking about the Jolum. Oh. I thought you were talking about me. I was going to say I'm older than you. No, my bond, <laughs> I have a bond right here. The Jolum is my baby. I was okay. made to write that verbatim. Okay. okay. I will accept this. Anyway, please continue dunking on the king. <laughs> the king shakes his head. Very well. Yuria, your mechanical expertise seems impressive. Perhaps you'd like a position as a professor. Or a weapon from our armada. Uh, what position as a weapon? Yeah, the moment- No, no, I would give you- <laughs> We have war machines! I would like them used instead of just waste- wasting around in here. Then use them yourself. I will give you them if you'll use them against others. Pop-Tart, please don't tell the tyrant to use the war machines. Please don't. Just a quick pro tip. From the political mastermind Harbinger. Don't tell a warlord to use his weapons. Just let them molder away and rust and degrade. And oh, you can't hear me. Your eyes are... How much coffee have you had? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit. We'll just take all of the weapons... Push them all into the north, and just leave them in the middle of the walkers' wastes. Completely. Whatever. Well, just, like, like when someone tells you to take out the trash, you just 
put it in the woods north of your house and hope nobody notices. Ooh, yeah, on second thought, we should totally accept some war machines from this dork and just dump them in the ocean. I'm not taking any war machines! But you could take them apart for scrap. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't say that in front of him, but yeah, you could totally just rip them apart. I'm saying whatever I want in front of him. I don't respect this man. If you will not take these negotiations seriously, then you should go. You can come back if you want something another time, but I believe that my hospitality is at its limits, and you are all wasting my time. You have no idea how much of my time you've wasted. And with that, I'm going to leave. Can we take leftovers? Fine. Uh, remember when we leveled up the ship? Yes. I'm gonna say that I installed remote control on that, and Garia has been piloting that up to the tower. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my, my dearest apologies, Our uh, Highness. Um, we should probably get going now. Uh, don't, don't worry, we'll be out of the way. Let's go, let's go. So now the pumpkin patch is just outside the window to your right, on the other side of the table. This is unnecessary, but I'm into it. Unnecessary is my game, thank you. Grab an extra two turkeys, one on each arm. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Just all jump out the window until you looking cool. I'm not leaving. What? I'm standing on the table and refusing. Oh. Baptar? What do you want? To see you gone. He shakes his head. I would also like to see you gone. You halflings have done nothing for this place. Get out. I've done everything for this place. More than you. Boo, <laughs> Pop-Tart! Pan just screams from the balcony of the pumpkin patch. I don't know what a king is supposed to do, but I've read enough stories. A king is supposed to protect their people, especially in times of war, and you have built up your ivory tower while your people starve. What kind of king are you? He stands up for the first time in this whole meeting. He is very tall, like ten feet tall. He's a big boy. I don't care. And he's going to walk over to the table. I said leave. And he picks up the table with you on it and all the food and throws it out the window at the balcony you guys are all standing on. And I say I'm going to overcome that with my power of squire. Well, I mean, I'm the one who is as strong as that guy. I could probably catch it, right? You should be stronger. Also, as he throws the table out the window, I'm just going to hop onto the chandelier anyway. Right. Yeah, you should be fine. You can get off of it without a problem. He's get- It takes a moment for him to lift a 30-foot log table and throw it out a window. And then I'm just going to drop down from the chandelier gently onto the floor, back to regular size, and just stare him down. You don't scare me. Alright, well while you're doing that though, there is a table flying out a window at the pumpkin patch. And while your ship is impressive, it is also mostly made of balloons. Can I roll to overcome? Um, Yuria said that she wanted to. And she even has a move for it. Yep, I will roll with plus sense. So, Yuri's gonna try to catch that with her prosthetic arm here. 
it's dangerous to go alone, is what the move is. However, you two can both try to overcome, and since you're working towards the same move, you'll roll with hope. Hmm. So, you're both going to catch it with your two super strong dragon arms and one super strong robot arm. Is what it sounds like is going on. So are we both rolling? Right. Um, no, just you. Oh, okay. You just hit hope. That is a nine. So on a nine, you pay a price. A giant table is flying at all three of you. Who wants to pay the pain for it? Uh... I will. Nice work, bozos. So tell me what, what it costs you, like... It can be. You can just take one damage. That's the simple way. Um, you could use up some gear to stop it, or you could suffer a setback or a consequence or a disadvantage of some kind. Oh, let's see. What do I have? Like, if you want me to pitch a thing, one thing it could be is that the impact of that sends the ship drifting away. So it's just pop card up there alone with the king. It's and okay. The pop I out of position. I can get back to the ship whenever I want, as long as I can see it. Yes, so that wouldn't be too bad, but it would mean none of you can go back to help Pop-Tart. No, I want to stay with Pop-Tart, so Yuri's going to actually jump forward and sit into the table, and I'm just going to damage one Grace stat. Okay, so how I imagine this is Pan stands up, arms out to brace against this impact, and Yuri jumps in front of you, slams through the table, lands back in the Great Hall with Pop-Tart against this king, and... Uh, Pan catches both halves of the table and they fall down the tower below. I wanted that food, though. You already took some turkeys in. It would have been rations for the next month. Listen, I've got a bone to pick with this guy. Yeah, he's not too happy with you either. Patrick? I'm not too happy with him, it's fine. Yes, hi. We probably should go, because otherwise we're going to have an entire army going against us right now. No way, this rules. No. Keep yelling at him, I'm eating No, popcorn. we won't. Oh, I would love to send an army after you at this point. The only thing holding me back is that you did stop a threat, but my patience is wearing very thin. If you leave now, I will not have you killed. I haven't stopped every threat here. There's still you. You can't kill me. What are you going to do? Your army doesn't respect you. Alright. He pulls out a sword. It's like a big old buster sword sort of deal, two-handed, giant, whatever, nonsense. And at this point, I should probably describe what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, he's he's a big boy. He is a big boy. He's wearing a pseudo-power suit, where each of his joints have, like, these, these repulsors on them and this metal plating around them, so that way he's physically stronger than he should be. He's not wearing armor, but he is... Tough. Uh, okay. Our king is a master of repulsiveness. He's wearing, like, some finery, so he's got, like, a purple robe on. Is some of this power armor orcish in technology? It is not. It is all elven, elven which means it's blocky and bulky. Oh, so inferior. Whereas okay. orcish stuff is very smooth and, like, almost lifelike. Sexy. <laughs> I mean, yes, sometimes. Can't wait for my orc boyfriend coming in four <laughs> games or now. No, I'm sorry, but when you said that, now, I all, now all I can think of is Minecraft Steve wearing diamond armor or something. <laughs> that's what the king looks like to me now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, so do y'all need help back in there? Should we 
nope, nope, I'm okay. good. I'm good. And we might need some help because Pop Tart does not want to back down. Mm. Alright. So he presses a button on the side of his sword and it crackles with electricity. Oh. That looks painful. Yeah. It's supposed to. And he swings it at you. 